and thou shalt be saved. Yes! Yeah! We are back we are on back. tonight. How art thou doing? Welcome back to another Off the Books on Aletheia Radio. Yes, yes. Just another time to, uh, reflect. to dive into the Word and reflect on what God is doing in our lives. Yeah. We're going to be talking about an amazing, an amazing topic tonight. That has everything to do with everyone. Yeah. And um, my heart, your heart, the heart. Our heart. Yeah. We're going to have a heart-to-heart tonight. <laughs> yes, we are definitely going to have a heart-to-heart. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. But before we get into a heart-to-heart, let's talk about some stuff that's going on in the world today. What do you say? Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Ladies and gentlemen, I now bring you into the good graces of Aletheia Radio's News at 8, only previously before Off the Books, starring your hosts, this guy and that guy. And our pronouns are followers of Christ. Yes. Welcome. So, if we could talk about it, can we talk about it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so apparently... um, uh, we had an enemy balloon, <laughs> the balloon. flying the balloon, the balloon uh, flying over the United States. It only made it all the way across. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, all right. Before we even get into this, you want to know what's really funny? What? That it was a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, listen. What do we do? We're going to get those Americans right now. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Somebody got any glue? I got to put a satellite on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so apparently a um, a spy balloon was flying over. Uh, it started it started off. It came across Canada, went through Alaska, Canada. Started uh, was it uh, was it Minnesota or something? No, like it kind of went through the middle of the country, really. Yeah, I think I think it started uh, was Montana. I'm trying to get like the Montana is where they recognized it. I think. Yeah, but that's that, see, that was, was the problem with it, though. Yeah. So the problem with it was is that's where we have a lot of our nuclear facilities and stuff like that. And um, But you couldn't shoot it down until we got over the water, until we made it all the way across. Didn't want to affect any civilians. <laughs> I told them to shoot it down. Why? <laughs> Come on. All right, so but, yeah. but so so now what's interesting is what what's what's happening now is that is that China is like saying is, is like, China mad at, at oh, that we shot it down right Why, yeah like how can you be mad that we shot it down they're like you shut down my balloon that was a weather balloon I love that balloon man that was a weather balloon my mom gave me that balloon <laughs> like with Debo or something that was for Valentine's Day yeah for the so, United States so thanks to New York Post uh, the Chinese government said Saturday that President Biden's decision to shoot down the spy balloon that crossed America was an excessive reaction and that it retains the right to respond further. China claims that its balloon was a civilian airship and not the spy device the U.S. claimed it to be and that the U.S.'s decision to destroy properly property seriously violates international convention according to the statements obtained by the New York Times. Yeah, wait a second. That's adorable yeah, that well, they would even well, say that. Yeah, I mean, it's unauthorized. It's throwing, flying through our airspace we could do whatever we want with it. That's first of all. It's over our airspace. Yeah. We could light it on fire. Yeah. Second of all, I don't understand why Biden actually said a few days ago that he wanted to shoot it down. But then, you know, like the Pentagon was like, you know, what? let's just wait. Well, what, well, also part of it says that 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 they can um, they can block transmission to it. Uh, but they don't know how much it already had before they before they it. actually saw it. Yeah, before the 
you know, I think they noticed it, you know, in Montana, but. Let me tell you, man. But even so, they, they block, blocked the transmission, but at the same time, then, then okay, just take it down. <laughs> I, I love the fact that they're like, no, it was a civilian airship. No, it's, it's not a spy device. Sure, it wasn't. So, like, and that's, that's the whole thing. Like, like listen. Well, they're gonna pull it up now, and you're they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna recreate it in the in the in the in the lab, and all you're gonna have on it is funny TikToks. Well, they're trying to fish it out the water. It's only gonna yeah. be funny TikToks. That's it. It's, it's, that's it. <laughs> it's gonna be like foodie videos and like and like it's a civilian fifteen year old girls doing TikTok dance crazes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So now, in the name of TikTok, it's like yeah. So it's like listen, why are we supposed to believe you, China? You're a communist dictatorship that. That performs criminal acts against its own people, but no, yeah, no, we'll trust you. No, no problem. No problem. Joe does. Joe trusts you. <laughs> Come yeah. on. All right, on to some more. You can see that. You can just see the Chinese going. Mm. <laughs> I like this Joe guy. This balloon. My he balloon. allows our balloon to fly <laughs> over. What, what what's the uh, the thing that he likes to do the air quotes doctor evil <laughs> he's like um it wasn't a spy ship it was just a civilian balloon <laughs> like <laughs> monitoring system yeah with freaking laser beams <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they were like it, it's just a weather balloon it's just, yeah that, that went off course it's i'm sorry <laughs> my mom gave me that balloon okay so so. Another wonderful title in the post. Oh, yeah. Sam Smith's Satanic Grammys performance. Yeah, what is up with that, man? And then check this out. Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> Pfizer and Pfizer. What happened, Sam? Grammy winner Sam Smith, 30, was slammed by various Twitter users on Sunday for their Satanic Awards show performance, which was followed by an ad for Pfizer and further triggered outrage, you think? Smith, alongside... Alongside Kim Petras, performed their chart-topping song "Unholy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Madonna, During when she scene. introduced them, she was like, "You know, it's time to get to things that are unholy." It's like, of course, Madonna would say that. Yeah, like Madonna. Yeah, uh, a real-life puppet, like a virgin. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny? Like, if you look at the history, like, even with Madonna and a lot of artists, like, they love to mock the church. Like, she made that song, Like a Prayer. Nothing in that song was like a prayer. <laughs> Nothing. Not one not thing. Not one thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like a myth to me. So check this out. Uh, the non-binary singer rocked red high-heeled boots and leather pants and a crimson shirt with a matching collar. Later, they wore a top. Later, he wore a top with hat. Top hat with horns and completed yeah. the look with a cane. Yeah. It's like, listen. Not, how about don't listen? How about just stop? No, stop mocking him. It's like, it's, it's like, I wasn't mocking him. No, I mean mocking God. Oh, I he's mocking. No, I no, he's he. mo no, he's mocking him. I replaced the he thing. That was no, 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 no. Yeah, but anyway. You were right. But he, he's mocking God is what it was. <laughs> it's like listen man like you want to be whoever you want to be be it but like you come out or don't and you know what's funny is like they they come out they're like i'm it's called unholy they dress in red they have a tail with a 
with the spike on the end. They put the horns on their head and they yeah. red glitter everywhere. And it's like, you know nothing about the devil. You know absolutely squat right. about what you think you're representing. You're representing every pagan viewpoint of an underworld god that has ever been created in history, except the actual real enemy that, that probably looks... That looks like you and me. That looks like the regular person, person yeah. walking around and is everything you think you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I, I don't mean, know what happened. I, I like Sam when he was like, I'm so sad. Right? I don't know what... <laughs> that's what he used to sing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, but but I, what happened? He's like... He signed the deal. Yeah, man. Like... He signed the deal. He must have. Yeah. The contract must have paid well. So let's see if there's yeah. anything else interesting in here. I seriously... Whatever happened to like, like performances like Barracuda? Barracuda. Dun, 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 dun. That, <laughs> you want to talk about heart? We'll talk about heart. Yeah. That... That was a great one. Oh my goodness! I'm actually looking at the picture. Right, I really didn't look at it too much. Yeah, I would be offended just to sit. And there. she was in a cage. Like I, I seen it briefly, and I was just like, "Why?" And you know what's funny? They're all in robes. All right, so yeah. Well, the the females that are surrounding him that are basically like humping on top of him and flames flying above. And I see the you know, flames. It's like it's pretty it's, terrible. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, you know what's funny? It's like. It's like, check this out. So, like, they think that they're mocking the church, right? By wearing long red robes. Do you know why people in the church wear red, wear robes? Do you want to know why they wear robes? Because Jews in first century wore robes. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's like, you're not mocking it. The church is not defined by robes. Yeah. You know, like, the devil Actually, is not defined perfect, by red that's a perfect... Um, exposition of what the heart really is yeah exactly because you think you're mocking something that actually isn't even real no you're just revealing who you really are yeah it's like and that was the thing like so like like as a worship leader like we had this conversation about um about what what's the difference between you know creating and 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 performing and singing worship music for god versus the secular world right mm -hmm. so the difference is, you you know, we have to, you know, be careful we don't get too entrenched in, like, Christianese when we sing because we don't want to do the same thing over and over because we believe that God is doing a new thing all the time. So we have to build off of these principles that, that God has given us, you know, and it's hard sometimes to create new things because a lot of things in Christian music has been done before, right? Or just yeah. music by Christians, period, right? But then when it comes to the rest of the world, all you got to do is just be more insane than the last person. Well, That's it's true because it. it's truly the heart of the matter. So it, and I've been you, trying to get down. Yeah, no, but seriously, like, you know, when we talk about the heart, right? Yeah. If you, the God, God says, you know, seek with me with seek after me with all your heart. Yeah. And when you go to worship, that's what you you hopefully that you do is you're seeking after God. The Spirit is going to create something new in you. Yeah, you well, know, it it should it should create. Oh. Oh, what is that? What is that? Hold on, I just gotta get right to it. You get right to it. What is that? <laughs> this. Yeah, Sam Smith. Let me see you battle it out with Don Henley. <laughs> you know what I think it's about? Yes, what is it about? Yeah. I love this part. Check it out. 
What are you talking about, Don? Come on, Don. Jesus loves you. Stop. Yeah. Come on. He'll That's never true. not love you, Don. Come on, Don Henley. <laughs> anyway, I, I felt I had to do that. Yeah. So anyway, so also this this was pretty interesting. Um, this is actually local news to us in New York. I'm not going to go too into depth of the localities because our privacy is important. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. We don't want you crazy people. <laughs> Outside our house, all right? No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just joking. So check this out. So what happened? A Long Island mother is accused of running over a 15-year-old. She believed robbed her son with an S, you know, ran him over. It's kind of worded weird. She, you know, running over a 15-year-old, she believed robbed her son with an SUV. She would later trade in for a new model. Sounds weird. So she thinks the 15-year-old robbed her son. She took her SUV, ran him over, and then later on that day traded in for a newer model. I'm not going to give her name out either, but uh, mother, she's 35, has been indicted on charges of attempted murder, assault, and leaving the scene of an incident without reporting after prosecutors say she allegedly struck a teenage boy with her car in a parking lot in October 2022. Mm. So check this out. So according to the DA's statement, she arrived at the parking lot she brandished a knife a small baseball bat the 15 year old boy left the parking lot she chased the, the boy into the next place this bagel place she ran him over knocking him to the ground then ran him over two more times before driving away prosecutors Does it say what happened to the, the oh, boy oh well i don't i'm gonna get to, i'm gonna try to get to that so, uh, so the defendant, an adult, allegedly thought she could take the law into her own, t- own hands and try to kill a 15-year-old in the process. District Attorney Ray Tierney said in a statement, love you, Ray Tierney. I really do. I follow you. <laughs> love what you're doing. I think it's great. Uh, the defendant's incredible, misguided attempt to avenge the alleged victimization of her own child is no excuse. Absolutely true. Mm. So um, let me see if it says anything she found him shoeless and surrounded by tormentors when she drove up a few minutes later. Oh, that's terrible. Hmm. Uh, Nelson. No, they didn't say anything about that. Well, pray for this kid because yeah. that's... I mean, ran over a few times. You got to be seriously angry. I mean, talking about the heart issue. Like, I understand it's your kid. Um, but that's someone else's kid. Your kid got robbed. He's not in a hospital. He's not almost dead. You know, like, like the law, and this is the, I think this is the hardest thing for everybody. Like, the law is there for a reason. Whether you think it serves you or it fails you, it has a very high percentage of doing a better job of justice than you do. Because your line of justice, your definition of justice, very well may land you in a position where you're going to be judged yourself. This is why God's justice and the laws behind it kind of work. I'm just saying, you know, and listen, pray for the mother too. pray for the son who might be losing his mother to prison, you know, pray for the boy for his health to recover, pray for uh, his family to, to respond to this correctly without continuing the cycle. Like this is a very ugly thing that happened, especially when you have an adult that's supposed to know better than children. Yeah. And allowed the anger and, you know, Bitterness take control and and, and absolutely to, to do that. It's crazy. And 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 that's the thing. Like you know, we're going to talk about the heart tonight. So let's get into that and let's talk about um. What is it? What is the heart? What is it? Like when we say that, what what do we what are we saying? You know, what do we mean when we say, "Hey, you know, I love you from my heart." Well, I think the Deep one down. thing, 
I think the one thing that we can say is, um, is that, you know, you want to take into consideration who you allow into your life because they can break your achy, breaky heart. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. I just don't think you'd understand. <laughs> yeah. And if you tell Got a little heart, country on us. Yeah. He's like, don't yeah. break it. Whatever you do, don't. Your achy, breaky. Come on, you know who won't break your heart? Billy Ray? Jesus. Yeah. No, he mends it. That's it. But yeah, what what do we what do we mean when we say that, you know? All right, so what what do we say when we mean what that like getting your heart broken or even like hey, you know, I mean this from my heart. I mean this from my heart. I um, love you from my heart. Well, you said something interesting before that I think you should lead with. What? Um about the intellect. Oh. Yeah, well, the heart to to us as Christians means the inner person. You know, yeah, and the uh, psychological part of that is our ego, where it it pertains to our feelings. You know, the seat of our feelings, the seat of our faith. You know, our intellect, even. You know, why we believe what we believe is something so deep within us, and it's in our in our heart. That's why when we say, you know, uh, we pray for God to change our hearts, or you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you know, to to give us a new heart, is actually changing the person who I once was or who I, who, you know, the Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked in all its ways is changing that heart because it's really deep down who you are. So it's the essence of a person. So if your heart, your intellect isn't grounded in something that has a, a firm understanding um, through revelation, through witnessing the, the, the fruits and the benefits of the system working, you, then your intellect or your heart can be swayed very easily. Easily, And yeah. why is that? Why is that? It's because our hearts, and, and this is what the Bible says, that our hearts are deceitful in all of its, its ways. ways. Now, yeah. now your heart can change um, if you allow God, to, like you said, like if you pray to have your heart change, if you allow God to change your heart. And it's funny because you say that stuff and you say it to non-believers and it's people and they're just like like you're nuts like what do you mean somebody like somebody else is going to change your heart number one your perspective has to change on that he's not somebody else he's not even a he god is not a man that's just how we refer to him in the yeah. basic sense of things but god changes your hearts in ways that you can't understand that you have to be looking for this revelation as well. And I'm not saying looking creatively to make up revelation. You're talking about honest things that actually happen in your life that prove his existence through your personal experience with him. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, the Bible continually teaches that, you know, in Matthew and Jesus says, seek the kingdom first and all these things will be added to you is kind of like what Deuteronomy was saying, basically like you should love the Lord God with all your heart, you know, your soul and, and, yeah, like, and, and mind. mind. Yeah. Which, which is, is which, which, which heart and mind can be intertwined, yes. but the heart is the complete person. Uh, obviously from just intellect, the heart encompasses everything else, your emotions, your intellect, you know, what makes you, you, but, but if you're seeking after God in that way, with all your heart, with all your being, with all you, who you are, because even like when I say I, I love someone, uh, you know, a lot of times we get confused, like we got Valentine's Day coming up, and we get confused mm -hmm. with the heart, and we see these big hearts, you know, like, like these red hearts, like it's something, but 
what we see is not just something physical that's some kind of organ that's the center of our body that we need life and it pumps blood through us. But at the same time, it's something that's everything that I am, whoever, you know, the deep down parts of me is loving you. You know, that's what we really mean by it. You know, Red hearts of the devil. Yeah, and even searching after God is we 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 have to search after Him, the, in that same way with the deepest parts of our emotions and intellect and so on. And I, I like that with the deepest part of our emotions, because when you get to the deeper part of your emotions, you realize why you have these emotions. I think that's a, a that's a big part. Like when we talk about you know the condition of the human heart and the real problem behind it, is that we don't take into consideration the dangerous effect our emotions can have based on what we think our heart is telling us. Right. So like, um, if you look at the world, um, the most influential people are, are intellectuals, quote unquote, um, intellectuals. So what does that mean? It means that not a matter of being intellectually superior, but, but are known to have popular thought on, 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 popular ideals on on the world on on different things and and so we label these people intellectuals you'll find them in colleges you'll find them in entertainment you might even find them here on a lathier radio well it even says like in but, proverbs it says watch over your heart with all diligence because from it flows the springs of life and this and that's the issue so you find people that are emotionally led to make decisions um or assumptions about the world other people follow that blindly yeah, like without even questioning it. Like I have, I've I've come around a lot to the truth about a lot of things, and it you still are. That's why you're you're ch- you're changing. Like the oh, Bible yeah. says that we're being changed daily within it. So it's not something that happens right away. But but you know when you do like think about it. What is the our main goal as believers as Christians? What's our main goal? Our main goal is to first glorify God. Right. First and foremost. And in doing that, it's it's proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the gospel. But why is that so important? Because it says that that in doing so, that God gives us a, from a heart of stone a heart of flesh, you know? And that, and obviously that's... What does that what's mean? What's the word I'm looking... Yeah, yeah, what's like, the word I'm looking for? Obviously, that's a metaphor. Right. But, but, but a heart of flesh, something that actually beats, was something... Now, this is, this is wording that that the Bible uses because this is what is familiar wording for but the But as time. people, we, we think of truly like my heart, you know, we, tr- we think of like a, a fleshly organ or something that's a stone. And or we think of, or we think of um, what our heart wants as a definition of a heart itself. Self, yeah. And that, that's like, yeah, like that, like what are, what are the best things? What are the dumbest things? The heart wants what the heart wants. Which is true. <laughs> it's, it's, true <laughs> it's true. But if that's your reasoning behind you making terrible mistakes, yeah, that's a that's a problem. That's a serious problem. So yeah. what, what's the other one? Um, there, there's so many of them uh, with the heart that I, I can't even think of just but just one. one. Yeah. No, but there's but there's a lot of them, and it's just like 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 all the music we listen, to, like the, the songs I just played right now, right. Like it's funny and stuff. But. It, when you think of heart, the first thing you think of is love, right? Yeah. Is is you're Don't connected? Break my heart. Yeah, you, you're connected with something. But truly, like, have you ever been in in love and then had your heart broken? Which is like when you think about it, it's who you think you were. 
Yeah. Who, who, you know, like who, you might have been this person, but you're not that Remember person. Remember a anymore. teenager, like that girl? She's like, I don't know. I just don't like you anymore. You're like, oh, it's all right. I'll see you, I'll see you later. And then she leaves and you're like, oh! <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And then you start singing the songs. But God, it's I love it. <laughs> Me? No, I was in my room. Goodbye. I was in my room with a robe on and some flip flops. Unbreak my heart. <laughs> yeah, no. love. Yeah. But listen to that song, Unbreak My Heart, Tony Braxton. Unbreak My Heart, Say You'll Love Me Again. That's insane. Yeah. It's like, just please say you'll love me again. Like, you'll fix all of this. Like, who was uh, that? Uh, Peebo Bryson. Remember that song? Baby, can you stop the rain? rain. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't do anything without her. He was suffering. You know, um, every, I mean, you know what? Just look at every single love song. Yeah. You know? That's why I like Celine Dion. She wasn't playing that guy, but she was like, my heart will go on. It's yeah. the Titanic for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we think about, we think about emotions. We think about love. We think about these things. But if you really think about it, e- even as life goes on, even in death, our heart, who we are, continues. You know, the our, the soul of that person. You know, we think of uh, the heart of our flesh dying, and that's it. But when we talk about heart and Christianity, it's a it's a spiritual person. Yes, it, and it, and it's spiritual because the Bible is trying to address the actual condition. Yeah, it's like listen, don't trust your heart. So, like the importance of the of the Word of God. Is, is essential in, in, in any Christian walk. It's, it's the fundamental practice that gets you by every day. Because if you go by the knowledge of God versus the emotional state you're in, the, you know, the temperament of your heart, you're going, to, you're going to have a problem. You have to go by the factual knowledge, the evidence of God and his truth, if you want to make sense of life in a way that's not going to steer you the wrong direction. I love yeah. this. Excuse me. Sorry. Sean gave me brownies before this is going to be I terrible. didn't give you brownies. You took brownies. I, I took a brownie. His you wife took made brownies. brownies. Yeah. She makes really good brownies. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm repeating them. Yeah, I actually ate so much, I'm kind of falling asleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. All right, so Proverbs 21.2. Yeah. I love this. Every man's way is right in his own eyes, mm. but the Lord weighs the hearts. Yeah. Pause that. Yeah, in that it's talking about not you know it's talking about your your decisions. It looks right. Yeah. It feels right. Yeah, I'm just. And gonna God's do like, it. and God's like, Caesar, stop being stupid. <laughs> I know, right? That's it. Yeah. You saw how I threw like the breath of God in it. Yeah, like, like Darth Vader. Caesar. Caesar. Stop being a moron. This is God. And you're an idiot. I am your father. I love you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and you are my father. So like, so every man's way is right in his own eyes. And I love that part because it's like. Yeah, because I'm right. Yeah, but I'm right. (laughs) No, I'm right. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the thing. So now if we look at, if we look at our relationships that we have in our life, if we look at the conversations that we, we could start with conversations with people. One person always thinks they're right. The other person always thinks they're right. So when you're having a conversation with somebody, if you feel you're farther along in knowledge in that area, maybe you actually are, but you still can't look at that person like they're wrong. Right. You still have to look at them like, okay, they're just, they're, they're at where they're at. 
and you're not going to get them there. But sometimes when we want to be right, and I know because I'm very, very guilty of this, sometimes I want to be right so bad that I just want somebody to see that I'm right because I feel it will truly benefit them. But even that is like what Paul says, doing the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing. Even though you have a genuine concern of someone and you think by if they just listen to you that it'll help you, that it'll help them. Help them, yeah. Yeah, like that that's a good thing. Yeah, it would be a good thing if they're willing to listen to you. But if you try to consider the last time someone tried to get you to listen to them, how did that work out? Yeah. I guarantee you most of the time it didn't. You probably don't listen to people until well after the problem's over. You know, that's usually when we have revelation. I used to tell my my uh, my friends all the time, like, man, I tell my kids the same stuff over and over and over. And then finally, like two years later, they'll just be practicing it like they figured it out in their Well, own. you had that <laughs> thing, which, you, you know, even with me and my dad, it's like, you know, when you start realizing, man, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right. He was right. right. He was right. That guy was on to something. He was on to something. I'm an idiot. Maybe, maybe he was my dad for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But no, but what you're saying is like, you know, we were talking about last week, like wisdom and knowledge and, and, yeah. and gifts and God gives us these things kind of like, you know, um, that's why I'm skills. glad you chose this topic, by the way. Yeah. Skills no. and things like this. But, but the heart, even as intellect, that's when God says, you know, to seek me with all your heart, mind and soul and strength. It, it's seeking with everything that we have. So in doing whatever I do, any skill that I have, any wisdom that I get is a gift from God because I'm seeking him, you know? Yes. And when you don't do that, and the Bible teaches when you're doing, you're doing the opposite of that, he hardens your heart. Yeah, actually, that's actually biblically true. Like he allows your heart to be hardened. Hardened, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It's like I'm um, delivering you to your sin. Like, all right, listen, you're not, you're, okay, you're not listening. You want to do what you're going to do? One day you're going to be so sick of your sin, you're going to come crying for me. And, and when I think, and in, still he promises to be there. Yeah. And when I think about when he says that, when you harden your heart, you don't realize it. You, you think you're doing the right thing. You think you're living the way you should live. But at the same time, your heart is calloused. It's, it's hard. And it, it's, it's something that's blocked. It's like a veil that's over it. Yeah. You know, and when we say heart, we're talking about your inner, who you are. It's like, it's blocked. And the only person that can re, uh, is to, to soften that is, 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 the word of God, his word. You yeah. Know? And, and I know it sounds weird to it. That, that probably sounds weird even to a lot of Christians. Yeah. Like culturally Christian, I'm saying, because like to actually give that over, I think is the most difficult part of anyone's walk. Well, cause we want to be in control. Oh yeah. yeah so that's, that's my thing, man. Cause I, I'm the same way. I feel, I feel like if I'm not in control, well, I've gotten a lot better with it. I, yeah, me too. But I'm like, it's still tough. Sometimes you want to, you want to direct your own way. Sometimes like I give up control too much. It's like, all right, now you need to step up and take some more control because things are getting out of hand. All right. You know, you know, so, all right. So Luke five twenty two. I mean, we could actually go into this more, but I am just going to read this one. This is, this is one of my, uh, one of my favorite things about these little single verses about the gospel. There's so much more to them, but, but it brings out a simple point if you just read the one, the one verse. But Jesus, aware of their reasonings, answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Yeah. You know, like yeah. questioning the motive behind, you know, reasoning for a situation. Is there, is there, um, is there malice? Is there selfish intent? 
is there is there ulterior motive? But think about it. We do that all the time. Absolutely. So we reason with ourselves, and that's what basically what it's saying. With with you know, when you're talking to yourself and you're sitting there going, well, we weigh benefits. Yeah, should I do this? Should I do that? Why? You know, and you're asking yourself all these questions. You're mm-hmm. reasoning with your with yourself. You know, and 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 you know, and this this like manipulation that we do as a um, as a character trait, we all have it. But this mis- manipulation that we do is the first thing we've ever learned on this earth yeah as a child as a baby the first thing we learn to do is manipulate our parents into giving us what we want and need i'm hungry if i cry they feed me i'll do it if i'm angry i kick my feet i cry right they, that's they, the they nature of the every, heart yeah they check every yeah. need why because it's it has to be for a child the primary nature in order to communicate Ch- children communicate um, with anger, sadness, confusion, chaos, because they don't know reasoning, logic, communication, well, verbal communication. Right. You know. So it's the first thing. And if you want to talk about a matter, a matter of the heart, it's our basic. It's our. It's 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 the fundamental language of our being from day one. So, like, if you if if you look at a child, and you look at adult, an adult, and if we compare the attributes of a child to an adult, I want you to ask yourself how far we've come. Yeah. You know, like, cause that's I look at myself sometimes. Like, that's why we have that term. You're acting like a child. That's why it's also so offensive when you tell somebody that, and it doesn't really work out well when you tell somebody yeah. that, but. But that's why, because at heart, and it's funny because the Bible tells us to come to him like a child. Now, that's in a different sense, but in some senses, it, it's, it's, it's another way of God actually knowing our hearts. Yeah, and that's also coming to him with um, a contrite heart. Yes. You know, that's coming to him with... Faithful with, that he's going to catch you. Yeah, that, that like, a, like children are faithful enough where they, they know that they're... The parent's going to be there. To be there and take care of them, you know? So mm-hmm. it's the same way. We kind of give that up all the time. We lose trust in, we put more trust in ourselves. I could be on a ladder. My dad say, jump to me. I'm like, all right, you're going to catch me. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. I could be on a ladder. I get down like 0.6 seconds <laughs> at a time. One <laughs> step at a time. Because I don't trust nothing. I don't trust the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like that's, but that's, that's the reality of it, man. But you know, so what else you digging in over there? No, no, I'm just with the heart, like more of on the intellect part is, is us gaining in the knowledge of, of who God is and who Christ is. And, and I believe that that's what changes, changes the heart of a, of a person, you know, is, uh, growing in the knowledge of Christ and, and, um, in doing that, because you look throughout the Bible where it talks about how that if we would incline our heart to his testimonies or his word or, yeah. his, you know, in worship. And when we do that, and you know this as an experienced Christian, um, that when you uh, rely on prayer and worship, you grow closer to, you see, yeah. you see in, in your everyday dealings the changes of who you are. Your initial response is going to be to flee from it. Yeah. 
And so even some of my recent endeavors, because I like using intellectually stimulating <laughs> words like endeavor, in my recent um, in my recent weeks, like I'm like, okay, like I don't have control over this. It's aggravating. Um, this person is wrong. And um, so yeah. I go into prayer and I was just telling Sean, like I was in prayer recently and I got to a point like I didn't I didn't have anything to say. I was just so like drained. And I just sat there in silence without thinking about words, without reciting words out loud. And it was it was really good to be clear of everything for a minute. Yeah. And then um and then it's just like, you know, once you're clear of everything sometimes, like sometimes, especially with me, God's like my son, shut up. <laughs> Just keep your mouth closed. Listen to my words. For you are wise, smart, handsome. But shut up. <laughs> I threw the handsome part in there. That wasn't true. And, God you. Said. and then I'm like, <laughs> that usually happens when somebody asks me, like, like what, what is that noise? Oh God, it's my heart. It That's my real heart. Oh, I gotta stop eating the biscuits. Yeah, you know, one thing I think of is is I think of the the parable of the the sower and the seed. Yeah, you know because it talks about the soil and the soil in the parable is is referring to your heart. heart. Yeah, and when we say heart, it's the inner person who who you are. Yeah, and and. I remember when I came to you one time and I talked to you about that 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 picture I wanted you to draw with mm-hmm. with Jesus and the river flowing and then the seeds being put out there. It it tells because you know no matter what you do as Christians uh, we go throughout things that you do and interact. It's like when you say you know I want to be that person I wish that they would be to me. You know. Yeah, it's crazy because I wasn't even a believer at that time. That planted a seed in me that day. Really. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that started something because. Well, I that's what I'm saying because yeah, it's it, like it's oh, it's a it's a it's a soil that that it, your heart, and when it when it talks about the soil, it's 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 something that can be worked. And if I like gardening, yeah, I don't know, but but the most important part of gardening is the soil. So so you can be working the soil. You don't have to have something that's right away. And it's something t- a lot of times you don't even know you're doing, but. But it's it's planting those it's planting seeds or working yeah. that soil, you know, of the heart. All right. So now on that note, if we're gonna talk about seeds and soil and, and its relevance to the heart, something that somebody told me like really dawned on me recently, like, you know, we seek God in our worst moments. Why? And um and he said it's because seeds grow in the dark. Mm-hmm. There's no light under the soil. The light can't penetrate the soil. But you don't need light for a seed to grow. All you need is soil and water. The light will sustain the seed after it grows. But if you know anything about how gardening works, when the seed is in the soil, as it's starting to, like, I, I guess, not ferment, but, um, but, but bond through roots, the roots actually grow down mm-hmm. before it breaks soil and comes up and finally receives the light. It has everything that it needs in that seed. Everything that the light can give it, everything that 
that right. that can that the light can do for it is already in that seed. And that's the important about that's the important thing about planting seeds in people is that you know you want to make sure that and, and the Bible also talks about bearing fruit. What is inside every fruit? A seed. Mm-hmm. You know? So when you the Bible didn't say bearing vegetables, like here's some lettuce. Good luck. It did say oranges are oranges and apples are apples. Apples are apples. <laughs> but inside every fruit is a seed. So what type of fruit are you bearing? What type of seed is that fruit going to offer? And is the condition of the soil ideal for that seed to grow? Right. And that's the importance. Of right. And in that parable Jesus was talking about, the seed, he even says it in, like, um, in Luke 8, 11. Um, it says, now the parable is this. The, this is where he starts off with, the seed is the word of God. Hmm. Yeah, it really is. The soil is the heart. It's some. It's some like in, you know, refutable truth that's in there that 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 just pokes at you over time. Oh yeah, you know. Even us going over this, and I was over the weekend looking into some of these things where you're just like, wow. You know, I've never, I've never thought of it that way, or yeah, you know, I've never, you know, really touched it on that way before. And I've read it a hundred thousand Time, yeah. times, and and, and, and and wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you know, and 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 so like, so right here in Jude, uh, chapter one, verse. If you've ever want a quick uh, book to read that really has a lot of like nuggets in it, read Jude. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. So it says, My loved ones, while my thoughts were full of a letter which I was going to send you about our common salvation, it was necessary for me to send you one requesting you with all my heart to go on fighting strongly for the faith which has been given to the saints. Uh, you know, uh, fighting strongly for the faith that has been given to the saints once and forever. So what he's saying is, um, he's that, you know, I was, I was going to send you a letter talking about our salvation and Mm -hmm. how that kept us kind of safe, you know, that no matter what happens, we have our salvation. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to change that message right now because the Spirit's leading me to tell you that you have to be strong, you know. And he says, requesting you with all my heart. Like, and now mind you, you're talking about a heart that has been changed by God, that has been emboldened by Christ. And he's like, with this heart, I want to encourage you to go on fighting strongly for the faith that faith that has been given to you. So he did, he was going to send them something that was going to be comforting, but instead he sent them something that was going to be more of an uncomfortable truth. And listen, you need to keep going. And I know it's hard, but you know what? It may get harder, but you're still going to have to keep going. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you this because, in, and I like the way he words it, the faith that has been given to the saints once and forever. Yeah, he's talking about the apostles. Yeah, yeah. It was it was given once and forever, and and they passed it down, and that became the you know our sixty six books. Yeah, and that um that's a that's a really important aspect of that because what happens when your heart gets tired, and someone tells you, "I'm sorry, you got to keep going." You'll get angry real quick. You'll get yeah. discouraged real quick. You'll find reasons to bail really quick. Yep. You know. I go over it in my head. I love it sometimes. You're just like, yeah, but you don't believe that. And I'm like, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah, that's, but- you, that's see, that's a, a part of you reasoning with yourself. Yeah, I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm reasoning my way out, out of, of responsibility. Yeah. yeah, that's a big part of it. You know, and I do it. And I think, I think that's a problem that, that, that people have with the church in general. It's like, it's like, what makes the church so different if we're all alike? 
It's real easy. It's Jesus. Yeah. It, it really is that simple. That's it. That's all it is. And what you were talking about just now was kind of like what Romans talks about. It's it's like the seat of conscience where yeah. that Romans 2.15 says, in that they, sow, they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternatively accusing or defending them. Exactly. So you're 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 fighting amongst yourself, whether you're accusing yourself or you're defending yourself. You know the it, it's basically here. It's talking about your heart is the seat of your conscience. Yeah, it's like so. If you told me, "Cesar, you don't really believe that," and I wanted to fight you, I could say, "Yes, I do," and you're like, "You're lying." Oh, you calling me a liar? Remember that time you lied? <laughs> yeah. Remember that time you lied? Well, you're a liar too. That's when you know it's going downhill. Yeah. I was so I was reading something about this recently. I read a lot about this actually. So um, we're talking about how to engage in conversations with people that don't really have a logical approach to what they're talking about. That it's strictly based emotionally, and they suffer from cognitive dissonance when you point mm. out um, something that conflicts those two thought patterns. So the two thought patterns that you're looking at is you have one that says, okay, this is how I feel about a situation. And then you have the other, that is the logical approach, says, listen, well, just because you feel this way about the situation, it doesn't mean that that's an actual truth. So we constantly battle these two things out in our brain, right? So when you experience what's called cognitive dissonance, what's happening is you're at war with those two ideals and they don't make sense. So then there's certain um, attributes of a person who's not attributes, but there's certain effects that you'll see in a person that's characteristics, characteristics yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of what this dissonance does to your brain. So you'll be fighting, and sometimes when, when, when someone will catch you with one of these things, you go into fight or flight. Right. So flight just means like, you know what, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Fight obviously means like, yeah, well, you're a liar too. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then some people just go like, uh, but, uh, <sighs> and they freeze. Why? Because the logic of the argument versus how you feel about it is just not lining up. And it's an actual psychological phenomenon that happens quite often when you get into um, heated discussions or, or just debatable interactions with people. Yeah. You know, especially when you're in a debatable, a debate mindset, you know. So now when we're, de now, this is what Christ was really, really trying to minister hard to the disciples about. It's like, listen, you're going to come across people that are ready, you're going to come across people that aren't ready, and the people that aren't ready, when they hear that, are going to hate you for saying it. But what I'm going to tell you is, it's not just what you're saying, it's how you're acting. Forgive, bring comfort anyway, don't give up on these people. How would I approach it? Like, how would Jesus approach it? Jesus would, Jesus would just... You're still throwing would, out the seeds. Yeah, he would own all of your sin in it, regardless, and just take it. Take whatever you dished out to him. I don't know any of us that do that. I don't take everything the people I love dish out to me or the people I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't take it all. I want to. I try to every day to be a little bit more like Jesus in that. But that's, that's the goal, man. You're going to come across people that, um, or you might be one of those people. Yeah, and you might not want to see that. I know I've been, you yeah. know, and yeah. I might be that again. I yeah, say, I mean I, that's I why know. that's why we're called to it. Uh, another word which is called repentance, and that's one of our things in our yeah. beginning of our show. <laughs> you know, it's repent, is is because that shows that you know um, your heart's being regenerated. 
you yeah. know, your heart's being changed because then at the same time, you're going to sit there and turn back to, to God because you're, you're realizing that, that you know that your heart is deceitfully wicked. Well, yeah. And, you know, it, yeah. You're, 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 you're not, uh, you're following in who you're being selfish in who you are. Yeah. You have, it's like you have to be willfully aware of your ignorance. Right. You have to be. You know, if if you if you think you got it, then there's nothing to get. You know, and that is very very um, destructive to the heart. Yeah. Because I know my heart is going to push me. And it's interesting because when you say that, every time you say that, my heart, we always tend not to think of what it really means. We kind of misinterpret yeah. that a little bit. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's easy to. You know, and like sometimes like when you think about when, when you have Christians say, you know, the call to the altar and you say, just believe uh, in Christ with all your with heart. All your heart. You know, but what, what does that really mean? It means like, wow, I feel this right now and it must be yeah. true. No, it's not just an emotion. Remember when you were 15 years old? Yeah. And you felt it in your heart and it wasn't true? That's why it's important because it's not just an emotion. It is intellect. Yeah. We, don't, we don't believe in something that we don't understand. We understand it. That's why we believe it. Now, when the knowledge and the revelation combined are preceded by an emotion, that's something different. Yeah. When you have an honest, real revelation, um, a truth that just hits you like boom, and you get very overwhelmed with that emotion, that emotion is humility, that emotion is gratitude, that emotion is peace, and it's so overwhelming that it takes you, that, my friend, is called the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. That's something yeah. different. When you, when you, it's almost like you seek the emotions to create a false revelation like we we do that i mean i'm not yeah you, but yeah we we all do it you know we, we yeah. create uh, we create like the perfect the perfect setting to have a revel revelation you know like right i'm gonna put this here i'm gonna put this there i'm gonna put this there and i'm gonna sit just like this and here it comes perfect but it, it's not it's it there's nothing real about that when we set up our lives like that real revelation comes through the most humiliating moment i think yeah and it's also a call out to god because like with Dan, with uh david after he's you know committed all those sins and adultery killed the the and husband, kept committing him you know and <laughs> yeah and then and then but what he says is that i've sinned against you oh lord and then he said create in me a new heart yeah because i can't do it and and you know it's crazy that god knows that our hearts do change up and down like even elijah Elijah was this man. It's like, yeah, watch this. God, light this on fire. God, do this. You know, he's like, yeah, look at this. My God does anything. My God, look at this. Bap, bap, bap. Kills 450 of their prophets. And then finally, Jezebel's like, you know what? I'm coming for you now. Now we got a problem. And he's like, oh, God, she I'm so scared. To me. <laughs> God, God, I'm so scared. God, I'm so scared. God's like, Elijah, really? Did Jezebel look like Greta? You gonna? She looked like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I'm sending Greta. Take up. No, no. So God's like, um, I'm gonna send you to this place. Find Elisha. He will take your place. Cause you totally chickened out. <laughs> yeah. You know. But here's the thing. Our hearts change. God right. knows this. 
but we're still his children. It's like your kid. If your kid went to the park, right, and there was a big slide, and he was terrified to go down because, I don't know, maybe the metal on the slide would burn his thighs, and he would smack his head on the side on the way down because that's what happens. You'd still love him anyway, even if he chickened out. You know, I chicken out. Yeah. So we can look at it also when people say wholeheartedness, right? Mm. And in Colossians, when we talk about like even like worship, you know, and, and a heartful worship, it says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing with thankfulness in your heart to God. That's the thing. Like, so I'll, I mean, honesty check here. Like as a worship leader, there are some times that like I'm going through some stuff and I'm like, but I have to do this. This is my ministry. Now, here's the thing. I don't have to. I could talk to the worship pastor and say, listen, I don't feel, um, I'm just, I think I just need to receive today instead of, you know, but sometimes I do it. And it's crazy because even on those days, those, yeah. I see God move like more, so, more. so hard, right? you know, and, and even if it's not moving through me, even if I see God moving and affecting someone else and someone else just getting that breakthrough that day, it reminds me like, you know what? I'm glad I saw that. I needed to see that. Even if I, it did, I didn't get this like breakthrough that I wanted to today, just knowing that somebody else got it knows that mine is coming, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there should be, you know, like a, um, an order of it too. Like we should first, you know, love, have a love for God Absolutely. And, and try to seek him and his kingdom. Cause Jesus said, all these things will then be given unto you. And I think in that you'll have a faithfulness towards God, you know? Yeah. And, I, it, and I then agree. once, once that faithfulness sinks in, I think you can then have a, a heartfelt worship, heartfelt prayer, you know? And then once you're, once, once that happens, I think that, that then, and a wholehearted obedience to God comes. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. A wholehearted obedience, obedience to God, you yeah. know? And like in Psalm 119, 34, it says, give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. You know, I think doing that, then we will, we'll have a wholehearted trust in what God can do. Yeah. You know? And that's true. And that the trust and obedience words are really. And then once I think once that happens, I think then we can actually have a full wholehearted service to the Lord. Yeah. In that. And then you might be able to receive a message and actually um, tell God to tell it to your heart, you know, because uh, that's all we have for today. But uh, (laughs) all right. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, tell it to my heart. Tell it to your heart. All right, y'all. Let him in. You're gonna hear a knock one day. Let him in. Let him into your heart. Yeah. Let him change it because he's coming anyway. Yeah. You might as well open <laughs> the door. Because well yeah. he he has chosen you. Yes. You know. So and, and don't let your heart lead you. Let him lead your heart. Yeah. See you next week. All we'll right. Be talking about something else. What else are we talking about? I have no idea. I haven't even gotten that far. But we're going to talk about something. (laughs) We're going to talk about something. We might do something. We'll let you know or we might not. Peace.